2: The yeah, he
0: All right, welcome back to the Boys of One Sixty First Street Action Network Betting Series. Um, I'm Damon joined by Colin. Sorry, not Colin. BJ and Chandler. So <laughs> I saw the C and Chandler. I'm, I've had a rough day today. Joined by BJ and Chandler. Maybe that was on purpose because I'm still kind of salty at at, uh, at BJ for being a Red Sox fan. But it
2: makes you feel better. I called uh, Colin BJ last week. So
0: all right. So yeah. we we gave each of them one one uh, mispronunciation. Yeah. There we go. Um, anyway, how are how we doing today? I'm wonderful, guys. How are you guys
1: doing?
2: Very bad. Very bad. bad. I got to watch the Yankees play at ten o'clock at night and lose to a team they shouldn't lose to. So
0: I feel like every well, time I feel like every time we talk, I'm always like, you know, if you want to listen to the, us grieve about the Yankees, go watch our previous episode. Like I feel yeah, like that, that's that, just been like the a common of, There's a lot well, of
2: sadness, and the people that are listening to this are more than likely also in the same boat.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, the good news is uh, your season's over, so you don't have to worry about. You know, the whole second half, right? You get That's to enjoy the rest different. of the summer and the fall.
2: The last time we talked to you, you told me to get over it. Now that it was going to be just, yeah,
1: I owe you guys a huge apology for that. I was dead wrong and I'm sorry for, for
0: giving us hope. You owe us an apology.
1: Yeah. And I, I do owe you an apology because I was dead wrong. I tried to give you guys hope and there just wasn't any hope. I anymore. mean, you
0: should have listened to us. You should have listened to us and we said it was <laughs> you're over. You're right. And,
1: you're right. You know what? I was completely wrong. You guys
0: <laughs> were right. We listened to you and, about
2: gambling. That's all I'm saying. <laughs>
1: Well, you know, an ode to the Yankee season being over, I wrote you guys a poem uh, tonight. I hope you guys really enjoy it.
0: Let's hear it. <laughs>
1: I got a feeling
2: I'm not going to enjoy it, but go ahead.
1: The Yankees came into the season filled with hope and glee. Garrett Cole was going to win the Cy Young and Aaron Judge, the MVP. Suddenly, the bats went quiet and injuries grew. The ALE started to slip away like walking on the morning dew. Things surely would have turned around when Boston came to town, but the Red Sox showed why they are deserving of the AL East crown. Now the Yankees are so far back. It's difficult to see that the most successful franchise in baseball is not what they used to be.
0: Wow. That, All that, right. That hurt on so many different levels.
2: Everybody have a good night. We're good going to go long. ahead and wrap it up.
0: But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So after that, everyone go follow us on the action. No, I'm just kidding. Um... <laughs> Um, all right. Well, you know, I mean kudos cool to you. That's actually a really good poem, um, lyrically.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I you know what, I literally just wrote this like ten minutes before, so um humble just, humble brag first poem, first poem I've written since middle school,
2: but it's a young Edgar Allan Poe over
0: there.
1: Yeah. Right. Well when it you're away. passionate about a topic, guys, you know, the words just come to you. So
0: there you go. There you go. <laughs> all right. Well, speaking of um Yankees struggles and Red Sox you know, somehow leaving the AL East right now. Let's uh, let's get into today's topics. So first, we want to talk about uh, we're talking about updated playoff odds for the AL East specifically. Um, we did a different episode where we talked about the whole entire league. We'll probably do that again sometime soon. But right now, I really want to talk about the AL East and main focus there. Obviously, like. I think Chandler, you said some stat before that if the Yankees were to win the AL East, they would have to have the best second half in MLB history.
2: Yeah, something like that. It was, it was something crazy. It was like they would have to have like a six eighty win percentage over <laughs> the last eighty. Yeah, games. just so that's done. Just. Everybody who's a positive Yankee fan that's like there's still half a year baseball asshole, just no. Yeah. There's not, yeah, there's still a half a year baseball, but it doesn't mean dick. So sorry to burst your bubble.
0: Yeah. So we're you know, we're we're still, you know sad. We're sad, but we do you know, we're now we're focused on the reality, you know. We're gonna be realistic Yankees fans, we're gonna try and be realistic when we're trying to cover them and talk about them. So in order to be realistic, the, we're really only going to make the playoffs if we hit the wild card spot. That's that's going to be realistic. So right now, the Rays are on the top, leading the AL wild card, followed by the Oakland Athletics. And then there's the Mariners, Blue Jays, Indians, and then we have the Yankees, who are 10 and a half games out of the wild card spot right now. Not looking great. Again, only half of the season. We have a whole half of the season to try and make that up, but realistically, that's the only way we're going to make the playoffs this year. So, BJ, what do you got for us in terms of who are your predictions to make the AL wild card this year?
1: Yeah, for me, it starts with the Blue Jays, who are currently four games back of the wild card. If you just, even if you just look at the run differential, uh, the Blue Jays have a plus seventy three run differential, which is actually the fourth best uh, in the AL. And really, what the Blue Jays do is they do pretty much everything well. They are a fantastic offense. They're top 10 in on base, average weight runs created plus. They hit almost every single pitch well, especially fastballs. They have a really good bullpen that's top 10 in, or sorry, their bullpen is middle of the road in XFIP, but their starting pitching has actually been pretty good. It's actually, as a unit, they're top 10 in XFIP. And, you know, the guy you look around or up and down their starting rotation with guys like, you know, Rayu, um, Steven Matz, Robbie Ray, those type of guys, you know, they don't really jump off the page, but, they've been pitching pretty well at this point in the season. And honestly, I think their offense can carry them uh, to the wild card. So they'd be my first one to actually make the playoffs. If they're right now, I don't know what their odds currently are, but if they're minus and fifty or better, I think that that's a fantastic bet, especially given their crazy run differential right now. Uh, And the second team, unfortunately it's not going to be the Yankees. Um, I think it's going to be Oakland (laughs) because Oakland's offense is fantastic. They hit righties and lefties. Well, They have a really good starting rotation. Their only problem right now is their bullpen is kind of due for some negative aggression. They haven't been that good, but they do have some talent in that bullpen. So I do think that right now, Oakland having a, what is it, a five or six game lead or yeah, five game lead over the Yankees. I think that might just be a little bit too much for the Yankees to overcome. So I think it's going to be the Blue Jays and the A's. And I think if you can get either one of those teams to make the playoffs at minus 150 or better, I think that's a good bet.
2: So a little kind of off topic, but also the same. I know um, it's kind of that midpoint where stats are starting to stabilize a little bit. That's kind of what the big pro bettors and stuff like that look for is some sort of consistency. What do you do typically when you're Handicapping a game, or you're picking, and whatever. What stats do you look at the most and highlight now that you kind of have a big body of work to look at?
1: Yeah. So for me, it it first starts out. Um, I do have you know a projection model that I use where I can figure out you know value and everything like that. And once I use that, basically as a jumping off point to figure out you know which games I'm targeting that have the most value. And then once I go beyond that, usually what I do is I, I go to fan graphs and I look at each of the starting pitchers. I take a look at their XERA, their XFIP, their WIP, what opponents are hitting against them, you know, their home run per nine rate, walk per nine rate. I really just kind of target those uh, type of stats that, number one, with XERA and XFIP truly tell us how good a pitcher is. And then going beyond that, you know, WHIP and average against just gives us kind of a general feel of how hitters are doing against them. And then, you know, large home run and walk per nine rates are always really concerning and low ones are very good. It can tell you how good a pitcher's control is. And then from there, I look at the offenses and their splits versus whether it's a left-hander or a right-hander. Uh, if, if that all goes well, basically, then uh, I go into um, Baseball Savant is a wonderful tool. It can tell. You can look up any player. And it can give you a really detailed breakdown, you know, especially with starting pitchers and give you a real good breakdown of each pitch they throw, how often they throw it and how hitters are doing against it. So I like to see what pitches are those guys successful with. So if a guy is good with his fastball and the slider, well, then I go back to fan graphs and under, um, if you go to just team stats uh, under the, I believe it's the pitch value. Mm-hmm. Um, it can tell you exactly the rankings of each player or sorry, each team. Uh, how they do against each pitch. So if it's a good matchup, essentially, you know, either, it, either you have a good starting pitcher and the opponent doesn't hate left-handers or maybe fastballs or sliders. Well, it's just trying to match everything up almost like a puzzle and let it all come together uh, to really figure out if the matchup is good or not. And not every matchup is going to be perfect. You know, there's going to be some weaknesses and some strengths with each one. Um, but I think really starting off with a projection uh, and figuring out, you know, what, Line I'm looking for uh, with each team I think is a good start, and then going into those detailed stats to find out the good matchups. Because the reality is, is if you really don't have a you know if you don't have a starting point or whatever, you know if you look at a team that's favored by a ton, yeah, their matchups going to look fantastic, you know, mm-hmm. against a really bad team. But if you just continually are betting those, like we've talked about a couple previous times, you know, you're not going to actually make that much money. So you know, on the Action Network app, uh, my colleague Sean Zerillo has a projection model out on there. Uh, that gives everybody, you know, the exact total and line uh, that he projects. And he's done a fantastic job uh, over the years with his ROI on that. So that can be a great jumping off point for people. But if you're really looking to dig into those stats, yeah, the first step is looking at how hitters are uh, when they're facing a left-handed or a right-handed pitching. And then from there going into the pitch breakdown is what I like to go into because I think it really does matter if teams are uh, successful or not successful against certain pitches.
0: Mm-hmm. Have there been some teams that you've been riding frequently? And that, that was kind of midway point and like they've kind of leveled uh, off a little bit.
1: Yeah, I would say, well, right now the team I'm I feel like I'm riding more often every single day is the Marlins. Um just because really? they have good starting pitching and they do have a good bullpen, they just don't really have a great offense. So you're finding them a lot of times with guys, I think tonight, uh, Pablo Lopez, mm-hmm. uh, I think is on the mound. Yeah, he I think he was an underdog too. Uh, Tony Gonslin. like he's a much better starting pitcher than Tony Gonslin is and actually the Marlins bullpen is better than the Dodgers but the Dodgers offense is just leaps and bounds better than the Marlins but yeah so I'm kind of those type of teams you know you can target I also like to kind of target teams that maybe are really good in one aspect so like the twins are another team I've been betting quite a bit. Um, just because their offense is unbelievable. And if they can get a somewhat decent starting pitcher on the mound, yeah. uh, I think I bet them tonight uh, against the White Sox with Barrios on the mound. So those are kind of the teams I'm, you know, I've been targeting at least lately. And I think as we go into the second half of the season, I think some of those teams near the bottom that actually have some success at least, at least one aspect of baseball, whether it be offense, starting pitching, uh, or bullpen, I think you'll start to see that, there will be more value on them uh, as they become, you know, bigger and bigger underdogs as they, you know, get farther and farther away from any division
0: lead. Yeah, that's like a good way to look at it in like a broad sense. It's like pick a team that is really, really well in one category, maybe facing a team that's struggling in the opposite category and, you know, kind of finding those because, you know, then like those in-depth stats are awesome and i I wish I had the time to go through all those and like make my picks based on all this all those t- statistics, but like that's like a cool way to look at it and like a broad scope then you can get deeper and deeper and deeper into like into those more in-depth stats based on that broader sense
1: yeah, especially you know even just from a like uh, a split perspective of left versus right-handed pitching because yeah. there are if you look through um the left-handed uh, pitching uh, or left-handed against left-handed pitching there are some bad teams out there that are actually good versus lefties so it actually gives you you know some value on those nights and actually um one of my picks for later tonight is going to be that or for tomorrow is going to be one of those exact same scenarios so um even just like kind of knowing you know in a general sense who's good versus right left-handed pitching who's good versus fastball sliders whatever it might be um does give you kind of a good idea whether and it could, you know, speed up the process of basically saying, like, oh, for example, like, you know, the twins are the best fastball hitting team in baseball, but they're like, what, yeah. 15 below 500? So if you're, if you, you know, go into baseball savant, you see they're facing a guy who throws a fastball over 50% of the time, you're like, oh, okay, well, they're going to have at least somewhat of a good matchup on yeah. offense. So they might have some value as an underdog.
0: Yeah. That's a pretty, like, that's a very simple. Very powerful stat to, to be aware of when you're, when you're placing bets. Um, going into a little more in-depth analysis of, of the betting aspect of all this. Um, I wanted you to kind of go through some of these, um, the five signals that Action Network uses. Um, I think it's only in their pro feature for inside their app. And to be honest, I had I know nothing about these. This, this is gonna be my first time learning about them. you might know know a little bit more about those than me, but um, yeah, I love if you just kind of go through the five signals. What the, essentially what they are first as a broad. System. Yep. What are the five signals? What do they mean? What do they tell you? And then kind of go into each each little one into a little more in, in depth.
1: Yeah, so there'll be there's five little icons. So if you have the pro uh, report, and if you don't. It's only $20 a month, so it's less than $1 a day. And you can go on the Action Network, but you get basically everything mm-hmm. that the Action Network provides. Um, you know, you get money percentages, premium articles, the pro picks, pro line alerts, the sharp action report, prop projections, fantasy tools, pretty much everything that we offer, uh, you get. Um, so there's five little icons. There's one that looks like a knife. Um, that is the uh, sharp action indicators. So what that means is our Sports Insights uh, Bets Signals data um, has throughout the years uh, found essentially the bettors that are have well-respected by the sports books and have a winning record. And those are the guys who are essentially that are either uh, betting large sums of money to move those lines. So if you go in there and you see that icon is highlighted, that means that Somebody with smart money mm-hmm. is betting. There's a lot of smart money betting on that
0: team. So when um, someone's smarter question. than you, go for it, Chandler.
2: I have a quick question. Yeah. Um, you know, you have sharp bettors, whatever. What is the dollar amount typically that somebody would have to bet? I don't know if you would know this to actually like influence a line.
1: Uh, it really depends on the hold. For uh, whatever game or whatever game you're looking at, so if you're looking at an F- NFL game, it's going to be quite a lot of money to be yeah. able to move a line. But if you're looking at you know some type of smaller you know soccer game or whatever, it might be a smaller amount of money. It just really depends on the sports book and how much basically they've been dinged over the years by that certain person to allow it. You know, basically to to move those lines based on whoever's betting it and. Uh, yeah, it it really just depends on you know what yeah. game you're looking at. So
2: that's cool. I was always just curious about that because yeah. obviously my like twenty five dollar bet isn't going <laughs> to fucking swing anything. I just you know I was like, good god, this has moved twenty points in one direction. I know that could be from an influx of a lot of people, but you know they have yeah. the sharp reports and stuff like that. I just, yep. like, God, I can't imagine having enough money to actually sway an entire book. So yeah,
1: it would be nice, right? <laughs> yeah,
2: hey, maybe one day.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, the next one, it looks like a little, uh, money bag. Uh, that is the big money indicator. Now this is basically saying that the large percentage of the money wagered is on this one team. And it doesn't mean it, it could be smart or dumb money. It could be whatever, but the mm-hmm. majority of the money is on this team. So if you combine, you know, the indicators of the sharp, uh, action with the big money thing, uh, indicator, you can see that not only is there smart money on it, but there's also a lot of money on it. So you can kind of use those two intertwined together to see where the big money is being big and smart money is being placed. Um, So the next one is, it looks like a, uh, Oh gosh, it's, what are those things in chemistry? A beaker. Yeah, a beaker. Yeah, yeah. Beaker. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I wasn't very. I wasn't very good at chemistry. To
0: be honest, um, I was going to spend the next ten minutes trying to figure out what it was called. So that was a good job.
2: <laughs> you don't need <laughs> chemistry to be a pro gambler.
0: That's right. Um,
1: so that is our pro systems uh, report. So this uses our Bet Labs uh, software, and it's it's basically trends and other uh, type of systems that are handpicked by our analysts that. Uh, basically have won over a large period of time. So Bet labs have been tracking data all the way back to two thousand and three. so they basically use the largest possible sample size for whatever uh, type of trend or system it might be, whether it be you know home underdogs, uh, you know wind report, you know whether the wind's blowing out or in or certain managers as an underdog, whatever it might be. It basically takes all of those best possible uh, trends or systems and it takes which ones are the most profitable. So if that thing lights up, then there is a, uh, a certain trend or something that has been profitable over a number of years. Uh, and really it's just, it, those ones have really just produced, you know, consistent ROI, consistent winning percentage. So, um, the next one, it looks like a little calculator for us uh, nerds. It's the, uh, model projections. So this is, uh, for the MLB, these are the projections from my colleague, Sean Zarillo, uh, who does a fantastic job projecting out these lines. Um, and basically what it is is he find he goes through and runs all his numbers. He finds what the true line should be, what the true total should be. And this is devoid of any, you know, public, uh, Perception, odds maker, shadiness, or any type of other subjective factors. Uh, and really, what it does is just compares his projected line to what the actual line is. And if the difference is over 5%, this indicator will light up saying that there's at least a, a model projection worth of value uh, mm-hmm. on a game. Um, now, using this, you know, with the sharp money and even the big money can be uh, kind of useful because, you know, sharp money usually moves lines, you know, to take them away from, you know, essentially what. the the value is there. So if you use the sharp, uh, indicator, if that's lit, that lit up and the, uh, the little calculator or the model projection is also lit up, then that means that there's still edge on the game, even though smart money is playing it. So using those two things intertwined can be, you know, very helpful and, uh, profitable people. And the final one, uh, it looks like just a little outline of a, a head on a person that's just, uh, for our top experts on, uh, each sport. So like for MLB, it's, A few guys who have been very uh, profitable over the last two or three years. That basically lights up whatever they are betting. So if you use all this together, and it only happens, I'd say, like once or twice, they happen like three times, I'd say, so far this MOB season. But if all five of those light up, basically you've hit the jackpot. And that's just like, you know, the best possible, you know, that's about as good as it can be. Not saying it's going to win, but, you know, it's probably as good as good it's pretty dang good yeah so again it's it and you know it happens so rarely it's only I mean however many games and over unders and money lines so far this season there's only mm-hmm. been like three instances so yeah
0: um, and and if, so, if, yeah. if you're on the app if you're on the app or you have the app downloaded um, if you don't go download it but if you have the, the app open or if you're on your phone go open it um, there usually is like a sample um, feature of this one day one day uh sorry one game a day right like yep. to give you a little tease right so for instance i'm looking at yep. the, i'm looking at the game right now and it's boston versus la is like the pro report kind of teaser with all these symbols on it so i'm seeing that on the money line section the sharp money and the the human i forget what that was called the uh sharp top top, top experts yep. yep so we got sharp action and top experts for this one
1: yep so that just means yeah smart money and a couple of our experts have already bet on the red Sox. yeah so I always
2: and then, forget that you can't look people in the eye damon i'm sorry i just thought about that because i saw you looking at your phone there for a second i was like god this guy's not even paying attention well to no that. i'm trying to i'm
0: trying to look at the thing well no
2: i know <laughs> but we had a whole like 10 minute discussion i know that that whole, yeah. a couple weeks ago about how you can't look people in the eye when you're like listening it makes me laugh sorry yeah. i just thought about that but <laughs> <laughs> sorry way off topic it yeah was, it's okay. Right. I mean, I well I, I look like an idiot just sitting here laughing in my house yeah i was wondering away. why you're laughing i was like yeah because I? I saw you I like it just dawned on me and i was like oh yeah that's why
0: that's a whole other story <laughs> we'll, we'll tell you later um so what's the difference between the money line and the total um t- like section of that
1: uh so yeah so the total and the money line i mean it's totally separate so that's just money that's coming in on the total yeah and, you know money that's coming out on the money line so um, you know, we have projections for totals and money lines as well. Mm-hmm. So like, it, I think on that tease one, I believe the red Sox one,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, I believe that the, there's big money and that there's, you know, value on the total and somebody's already bet the over, uh, as well. So, it, but you know, then there's some sharp money on the under. So really what it is, is just, it's just a tool to help you make your own decision. It's not yeah. t- guiding you and telling you exactly what to do. It's just a helpful tool to, you know, if you want to use it great and it can help you over the long run, but, you know, eventually it's just your money, and you get to make the final decision. So, uh, yeah. But the tools are very helpful, and they have uh, produced consistent ROI over the years. So,
2: yeah. yeah. your your ROI on your Action App looks a lot different than Damon <laughs> and I. So, I th- I think you might have some merit behind that claim.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, there are people at the Action Network who have way har-
2: way higher ROIs than I do. So, that's pretty uh, impressive. Yeah, almost like you guys do it for a living.
0: What a concept. <laughs> no, that's sick, though. I like... I was my first time hearing about all that, and that's that's really cool.
2: Yeah. I yeah, it's... I mean, I could, obviously... Uh... Sorry, Sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> oh, I hate jinx. I was going to say, well, I, saw, I heard you talk about the money percentages and stuff like that. And there's something... There's one thing in gambling that's kind of always... Not confuse me, but I don't really... I don't get how it happens, and that's like reverse line movement. And correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, but in my head, that means like the money... And the bet percentage support the, like, what would happen? Like, say the money in that supports the line coming down, but it's going up instead.
1: Uh, So what that is, is the bet percentage is a large share. So let's just take, for example, tonight, the Yankees versus the Mariners. So let's just say the Yankees are getting 75% of the betting tickets, but the Mariners are getting 60% of the money. So then the line moves towards the Mariners because that's where the money is going because the lines will always move wherever the money goes. It doesn't matter how many people are betting on whatever team. It's just where the money is. So the reverse line movement is essentially, yes, the line share majority of the public from a ticket uh, perspective is on one team. But the big money is coming in on the other team. That's what the reverse slide movement means.
2: So when you see that, is it smarter to bet on, I guess where the money's at, you always follow the money, right? Just as a general rule. Of uh, yes.
1: In, in a general rule of thumb. Yes. Uh, you know, I personally think that, you know, going through all these, you know, using projections and everything like that can, you know, be profitable in the long run. And, uh, but you know, yeah. Following the money is usually generally like, for, a good for way the
2: to go. for the average guy that doesn't yeah
1: it for the, the average best. guy going going against the sports book every single time usually doesn't.
2: <laughs> <well>. <laughs> that is my favorite part about having the action like pro is that you yep. can see the money and everything like that. Oh yeah, it's that was a game changer for me. Like absolutely yep. awesome. So if you don't have the app, or if you do have the app and you're being cheap and don't want to do the four dollars a month, <laughs> it, it will pay dividends. I promise you. Yeah.
0: And go check yeah, I mean, out the sample too, because it's a cool way to just like give you a little taste of what it, what it's all about.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it seems kind of I mean, to me, like it seems kind of crazy for somebody who's maybe betting, you know, $20, $25 a game won't we'll pay $20 a month to get all this, you mm-hmm. know, useful information and everything like that. And even, you know, if we've we've had plenty of, you know, Black Friday sales and everything like that. So if you really want to wait until then, you can, but you're going to miss out mo- on most of football season.
2: Yeah, like the first time I think I ever bought the Action Network subscription was I was in college and it, I just happened to download it. it. was like a 99 cents for yep. six months thing. And I was like, I mean, this was in 2017 or 18. So I was like, holy yeah. shit, done, I'm sold. Yeah, But I tend to get greedy and just make completely ridiculous parlays, which made it completely obsolete. But yeah. I would hit like three out of four. And that is yeah. 75% you know, that's 75% win thing percentage. That's pretty. Damn oh, yeah. good. So if you do of that, course. and not be an asshole, then you're in great shape.
1: Yeah. And I kind of, I kind of look at sports betting kind of similar to anybody. If anybody, you know, uh, day trades, the stock market, you know, you'd want to mm-hmm. have all the information possible in front of you if you're going to, you know, buy and sell so- stocks. So it's kind of the same way with sports betting.
0: Yeah. Um, on that note, do you, uh, you got any picks for, for today, which will don't no, recording, Recording the, what day is it today? Recording Tuesday. If it's coming out Wednesday, so you have any picks for, for tomorrow, which would be today when you we were listening.
1: Yep. I have two picks and they're both night games. So hopefully people can uh, listen to this before. Uh, first one is Blue Jays versus Orioles. Uh, rayu versus Matt Harvey. Uh, so rayu has been fine this season. He's got an X-ERA and an X-fip, a tick below four, but he's, Having some issues keeping the ball inside the yard because his home run per nine rate is all the way up at one point three five, which is actually the high his highest mark since twenty seventeen, and he also has his lowest K per nine rate of his career at seven point one one. His biggest issue though has been his changeup, and it really hasn't been effective. It's allowing three thirty two weighted on base average and only has a nineteen point four percent whiff rate. When last season it his changeup only allowed a two twenty two weighted on base average and had over a thirty percent whiff rate. And that has caused him actually to rely on his fastball more, which hasn't been that effective because it's allowing a 391x weighted on base average. Now, similar to what I mentioned before, you wouldn't know it by their record, but the Orioles actually crush left-handed pitching. They have the second-best batting average at 273 against lefties, and they have the fourth-best weighted on base average and weighted runs created plus. Now, for Matt Harvey, I mean, I don't even know where to start with him, but... He's got got an X-ray at almost six. His opponents are hitting 310 against him. He's got a whip of 1.71. His home run per nine is all the way up at 1.49. His top two pitches he uses are fastball and sinker. Both of those have sucked. They're both long-weighted on base average over 400. And those are two pitches you can't throw the Blue Jays lineup because they're third against fastballs with 38-weighted fastball runs. And they have six guys in their lineup with a weighted on base average over 400 against sinkers. So I have 11... 0.05 0.05 runs projected for this game. So I think there's some value here on over 10 runs, which I think is at minus 115 right now, but I'd, I'd play that up to minus um, 120. And the next one, A's versus Astros, Sean Mania, he's been one of the A's best pitchers. You know, he's got, he's got an X here and an X FIP below four, but this is a really, really bad matchup for him. Cause the Astros are the number one team in baseball against left-handed pitching. They have a 287 batting average a 347 weighted on base average. And they also have the most hits and home runs versus lefties. Manai is mainly a sinker ball guy. He goes to it over sixty or he goes to it sixty percent of the time. And the Astros have five guys in their lap with a weighted on base average over three seventy. And as a team, they've hit twenty home runs against sinkers this year. Um His opponent, Luis Garcia, is a big-time negative regression guy. He's got an ERA of 3.14, but his next FIP is all the way up at 4.11. He goes to his fastball almost 50% of the time, but he's not very effective with it. as He's allowing a three seventy eight weighted on base average. Oakland hits fastballs pretty well. They're 13th in baseball, and they also hit right-handed pitching pretty well. They're 12th in weighted on base average and 10th in weighted runs created plus. On top of all of that, these two bullpens have not been great over the first half of the season. They're both bottom 10 in XFIP, and Oakland actually has the worst K-9 rate in all of baseball. So I think I'm going to go for another over here. I've got 9.46 runs projected. So uh, over 8.5 runs, it's currently a minus 115, but I'd play anything up to minus 120.
0: All right.
2: The one thing that stands out to me there is just – Imagine Matt Harvey's how bad his stats would be if he didn't dude. You were, big you were big on Matt Harvey.
0: You were big on Matt Harvey a couple months ago,
2: as a joke, because that just makes. Too I don't much know. I was like half a Yankees. joke. It was a hundred percent. If Matt Harvey got traded to the Yankees, I would probably just. I don't know. I don't know what I'd do. I'd, I'd have to be put in a home. Like <laughs> he, I, he's lost all his velocity. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. He had the, like the most serious arm surgery you can have. Yeah. It like didn't he have like thoracic outlet syndrome or something ridiculous like that where they had to like reconstruct his entire shoulder and
0: everything? I mean if you don't know what it is, it's probably really bad.
2: Exactly. Yeah. I can barely pronounce it, so you're dead. Like if you if you have a disease or something on your if you have a syndrome in a muscle or something, you're fucked. Just yeah. a general rule of thumb. Your your professional career is over. Yeah. You still almost no hit the Yankees though, so Yankees.
0: that's what I'm saying. Yeah, he was uh, he's crushing the Yankees a month ago Bunch but who is it nowadays um anyway, we just covered a lot in that, in that episode um I'll go back and watch this a couple times get a little digest those stats a little bit more um anyway bj as always pleasure having you on um make sure to go give us a five-star review let us know how we're doing about the, with these action arcs episodes if you want to talk about something with the action network betting experts, make sure to leave us a voicemail or DM us a question or anything like that. We can answer on the podcast. Um, and then go make sure to follow us on the action network. We'll leave the uh, username descriptions in the podcast description. Um, BJ, but-
2: I expect another poem for you after the Yankees play. Yeah. You <laughs> got uh, a, yeah. Yankees. Well, play six, no. Well, they play six games out of their eight in the middle of the month against Boston. So once they go six and O or seven and O, whatever it is, I need They're gonna him. rise from the grave. Yes, I need seasons the, back like, on. The, whatever that WWE guy, like the Undertaker, or whatever that's coming yep. through the coffin. The yep. Undertaker. That's that's gonna be you, but <laughs> with a second poem. I need that.
0: I mean, it's that's, That was a good poem. It's, it's I, a lot to. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll promise up you on. this,
1: guys. If the Red Sox, or sorry, if the Yankees sweep the Red Sox in either one of those series, I will write a poem, complimenting the Yankees.
0: Wow, that's it. You guys you heard, heard it, it here. You heard it here first.
2: <laughs> I'm holding you to that. I think that's obligated by contract that you have to do that now. It's yeah. Permanent. You know what?
1: Future me will figure that out when the time comes. <laughs> I think he'll be in the clear.
2: Just <laughs> <laughs> you know, gut feeling. Well, see, well I, we already established it's over, right? Well, actually, I uh, I saw today on your guys's future Cy Young odds that Nestor Cortez is actually a a hundred to one favorite to win the Cy Young, so. If he starts against the Red Sox, you guys are screwed.
1: I I'm not who is that? <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. A, that's about how I expected That's the
2: exact that. that's the exact reaction <laughs> that you should have. <laughs> I don't know who that guy is. Yeah. yeah
0: a, give yeah. give him a quick Google search and you'll realize why it's so funny.
2: He's he's more known for his mustache than his pitching ability. So Oh. Yeah. A good
0: mustache. Guy.
2: We have faith in him though.
0: Yeah. Um anyway, that'll do it from us. Make sure to go follow us on the Action Network. Go listen to this episode again. A lot of great stuff in there. And we'll we'll catch you later next next Wednesday. Peace. All the guys at 161st Street. I just have two words for you. See ya.